Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thanks for joining us at XM.com. This upcoming week holds two central bank meetings and crucial data. Definitely, they will keep Forex markets on their toes. I'm Cristina Marujos. With me today is our senior investment analyst, Mario Sechiriagos. Marius, let's start with the United States. The latest data paint a strong picture of the economy. However, the latest GDP report is out on Thursday. How could that report shake markets' expectations regarding the Fed's next move, and how may we see the dollar perform this week? Hello, Christina. It's definitely going to be a very important GDP report. So, the general story, Christina, is that the United States has the superior economy at this point in the economic cycle. And the factors behind that, the, the reason is, well, first of all, the government is spending a lot of money on the federal level. And so uh, that tremendous government spending has helped to safeguard economic growth. And at the same time, the labor market is very tight, historically tight, and that is also helping to support household incomes and overall spending in the economy. Now, combining this uh, powerful government spending with a healthy labor market, it seems like the US like economic growth reaccelerated over the summer, Christina, and that's something that the upcoming GDP numbers will probably confirm on Thursday. So specifically, economic growth is expected to have reached an annualized pace of 4.1% in the third quarter. That's almost double the 2.1% in the second quarter. And you know, 4% growth is impressive by itself, would be impressive by itself, but I think there's even some scope for an upside surprise, Christina, for a stronger than expected GDP print. And the reason is the Atlanta Fed has a model that attempts to estimate GDP in real time. And that model currently points to economic growth of 5.4% during the quarter, much higher than the official forecasts. And this model has a pretty solid track record, right? So if anything, if we do see a surprise in this GDP data, I think it's more likely that we see a positive surprise rather than a disappointment in GDP. Now, a positive GDP surprise could help the dollar to resume its rally. We've seen the dollar um, go on an uptrend lately, and that that uptrend has been fueled by a combination, uh, Christina, of solid economic fundamentals, as we mentioned, the U.S. economy uh, looking pretty good right now, the massive rally that we've seen in U.S. Treasury yields that is helping to make the dollar more attractive from an interest rate perspective, and last but not least, there's no viable uh, alternative in the FX arena. When you look around, the Europe, uh, the European economy is battling a severe economic slowdown, and it might be in a mild recession before long. That's according to business surveys. So the euro has a growth problem. Now, the Japanese yen has an interest rate problem because the Bank of Japan has not raised interest rates yet. And the currencies that are exposed to China, for example, the New Zealand dollar, the Australian dollar, those currencies seem less attractive as well because growth in China is also slowing down. So not only does the dollar offer the strongest economic growth among the major economies and the highest interest rates, 
but there's also no clear alternatives to the dollar when you look around the FX market and that I think is a combination that can help the dollar to extend uh, its recent uh, gains. Now let's look at the Eurozone. It's going to have an exciting week. Uh, we've been seeing cracks in the latest data suggesting that growth in the Euro area is slowing down. However, do you think Tuesday's PMI uh, will corroborate this view? And how could this potentially affect European Central Bank policymakers when they meet on Thursday? Yeah, so I think the European Central Bank meeting is going to be a quiet meeting, maybe a, even a boring meeting, you could say. And the reason is the last time the European Central Bank met, they basically signaled that they've reached the peak for, for interest rates. They, they said that um, they will most likely keep interest rates at, at these levels and that will be enough to bring inflation down. Now, since that meeting, we've gotten more worrisome, more concerning data releases, Hasina, uh, justifying the ECB's cautious approach. So, business surveys are warning of a recession in Europe. Business orders are falling at the fastest pace in three years. That's a negative sign. That, that's, usually, that's a leading indicator for overall economic activity. When business orders are falling today, chances are that economic growth is going to be ugly in a few months. And similarly, the consumer is being squeezed by rising mortgage costs and the resurgence that we've seen in oil prices. So the growth outlook in Europe looks to be looks to be going from bad to worse, essentially. And the European Central Bank has already signaled that it's probably done with rate increases. So the focus of this meeting will be on you know, what do they say about a, a, any future action. I think they are not going to say anything clear. I think that they are going to keep their cards close to their chest, parage data dependence, uh, strike a neutral tone overall. And therefore, I, I think the reaction in the euro might be relatively minimal. Instead, I think the big event for the euro will be their latest business surveys on Tuesday. That's going to be more important in shaping interest rate expectations and by extension for driving the euro. Now, if these business surveys continue to flash warning signs about a, a worsening economic slowdown and a potential recession, Christina, that could spell more uh, trouble for the euro. And last but not least, Marios, the Bank of Canada meets on Wednesday. With inflation cooling further across Canada, what are policymakers likely to signal when they meet this week? Not much. Uh, so inflation came down in September. It, it came down even with oil prices rising. That's very encouraging for the central bank. And overall, the Canadian economy looks to be in pretty decent shape uh, still. So I think the most likely outcome from the Bank of Canada is they they don't do anything similar to the European Central Bank. They are unlikely to do or signal anything uh, shocking. So the markets. Uh, are pricing in a 15% probability for a rate increase. I think that those that are betting for that are likely to be disappointed and therefore the reaction in the Canadian dollar might be uh, on the uh, minute of the decision might be slightly negative. Marius, thanks so much. This was the week ahead here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.